Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Yes. Yes, yes, I am back after a week of a no-show, and for those of you that already know, and giving a little bit of a small update, I found an apartment down in North Carolina, so throughout the last week, I have just been moving constantly, and it's such a pain in the ass to go through a purge, a purge of what you already have in your disposable, disposable, what is disposable, you know, in your surroundings, in your disposal, and try to see if you can just get rid of everything. Because at this point, I'm just literally taking with me the stuff that can fit in my car. Everything else, thrown out. Everything else, sold. Everything else, given away. So, I'm excited. I'm really excited for what my next chapter is going to be for 2024. It's probably the first time in a long time that I'm actually looking forward to something. And it's one of those things where it will provide me more work and it will provide me more chances to actually get onto the podcast and try to do something new, try to do something creative, you know, in terms of creating content, maybe create more stories, sharing with you my comic reactions, maybe live, whether it's on TikTok or YouTube or whatever. It's those types of things. And I knew that I was very limited to do the things that I want to do while I was still here in New York City. If for some of you that don't really know, I live in a studio basement. I live in a studio basement, so it's very hard for me to try to get up in the morning and for me to do what I want to do while there's constant thumping and walking around and babies crying and children and children yelling, whatever the case may be. But nevertheless, it's why I've been gone for about a week. I have moved, or I am moving to North Carolina. The move becomes complete around the new year, so right before New Year's Eve. So we'll be here for next week, next Tuesday. We will be coming back, maybe doing an Aquaman review, maybe doing a top 10 of comic book movies from worst to best or best to worst. I don't know. I still need to plan it out specifically, but that is how it's going to be. So this episode is going to be a doozy because for those of you that have been, you know, missing some news here and there, Jonathan Majors... Oh, yeah, Jonathan Majors, my goodness. (laughs) Not only has he been found guilty on harassment and third-degree assault against his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, but apparently he has now been, well, not apparently, right after, Marvel let him go. Disney, Marvel fired him. Disney Marvel fired our Kang the Conqueror, or maybe your Kang the Conqueror, or, you know, some people are going to be like, not my Kang, hashtag not my Kang the Conqueror. (laughs) Oh, man, where do we go from here? I'm not a legal expert, and this is not a legal podcast. I don't know 
the exact details of what went on between them, primarily because I don't like knowing things like this. I do know that they're both terrible for each other. They're both wrong and they're both bad people in their own way, especially with the whole Stockholm Syndrome going on and you have Jonathan Majors being a manipulator, a controller, you know, saying things along the lines of, if you do this, I'm going to kill myself and those type of things. These are people that I've actually dealt with in the past and it makes me sick that there are so many people that use tactics like that to try to get what they want. They play the victim. They, they, they accentuate themselves to control their spouse or their partner, you know, through self-harm or, you know, threatening to kill themselves. It's really, it's a hell of a mental illness to have. I don't know about mental illness, but it's such a terrible thing to have. But nevertheless, nevertheless, where the hell do we go from here? When the verdict came out, I knew, I knew it was over. It was over for Jonathan Majors. Now, I asked this question to a lot of people. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but, you know, a few people. Will this turn out to be a Johnny Depp Amber Heard 2? Because it was New York that gave the verdict, right? So then, what happens after? Does Jonathan Majors actually take his lawyers and try to challenge against the verdict? You know, all the evidence was there, and apparently she admitted that... She made something up. And again, I don't know the details. And the reason why I don't know all of the details is because it's disturbing to me. It really is disturbing. The audio tape from Jonathan Majors, I don't want to hear that. I, I, I don't. I know I should be fully knowledgeable about the context, especially when I'm talking about it. I get it. I apologize. If you want to go and search it up yourself, you're more than willing to do so. Me, I, I don't like hearing shit like that. I really don't. It's one of those things where it's like, you know what, I'd, I'd rather not. Just give me the verdict and then I'll base my own analysis. And that's what I'm doing now. But then the question comes around in terms of what happens next to Jonathan Majors. Does he take the high road, not high road, does he take the road in terms of challenging against the verdict with his lawyers because he has money? Because let's face it, his career is over. It's fucking over for right now. I don't think any other company, unless in the eyes of the law, or not in the eyes of the law, I'm sorry, in the eyes of the public, a lot of people say that he's innocent. Whether you believe it or not, his career is essentially over. So now he has to fight this thing in order to show on paper New York jury, the New York jury made a mistake, and we're going to have to fight this thing. We've already been acquitted on two other cases, on two other accounts. So therefore, we're going to have to fight this thing and see if we can get the eyes of the public to be on our side, the eyes of the law to be on our side. That's one way to do it. I believe that's what Jonathan Depp did when it came to Amber Heard. And after Jonathan, J Jonathan, after Johnny Depp, when there was a settlement and everybody was against Amber Heard because we heard the tapes. We heard the tapes around that time where she was abusing him. I know I said this was not a legal podcast, but now it's becoming a legal podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting around my point here. I think that's what's going to happen. I believe that's what's going to happen next. But in the eyes of the entertainment, in the eyes of everything of what goes on when it comes to comic book movies, where the hell do we go from here? Before I answer that question, I want to address 
a couple of the issues that I've been seeing online. A couple of the issues that I've been seeing on X and Instagram and Facebook and all of the other social media diseases. And apparently, I know a lot of you have been saying, why is it or how is it possible that this could be happening to Jonathan Majors, that Disney can fire Jonathan Majors on a whim right away? And yet, Warner Brothers can't do the same with Ezra Miller or Amber Heard. What the fuck is going on? Where, where is the, hypocr- the hypocrisy? The double standards? The, the outrage? It's outrageous. I hear you. I hear you. But since you brought that up, let's talk about it. Before I continue on in, you know, stating my opinions on, a cert- on certain facts over what has been going on, Let me be very, very clear. I am in no way, no way supporting or condoning any one of these guys that I'm talking about. Any one of these people that I'm talking about. So if it sounds like I'm talking highly on one over another, I don't mean it to come out that way, but take it as you will. But I do not condone any of these people that I'm about to talk about. Okay? They're all in the wrong in my eyes. They all suck in my eyes. They're all monsters in some way, shape, or form. Okay, maybe monsters is a little exaggerated, but you get the point. You get the point. So with that being said, here we go. You cannot compare of what's been going on with Jonathan Majors as you with with Ezra Miller. Both nearly the same circumstances, even though I believe that what Ezra Miller did was clearly worse than what Jonathan Majors did, but... That's my opinion. Again, take it as you will. They are not in the same boat. Let's put aside the fact that this decision was done by two different companies. One by Disney, the other by Warner Brothers. Okay? Two completely different companies, I assume, with different moral standards, with different standards in terms of how they handle cases and things like that. But let's break down the facts here. Ezra Miller is the star, was the star, of his own movie. Jonathan Majors isn't. If this happened after the Kang Dynasty, after the movie concluded with after the Kang Dynasty, there would be different circumstances. But it's not. It was way before then. So let's take it as we will. Ezra Miller was a star of his own movie, The Flash. Jonathan Majors isn't. Which means Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror is a secondary character. He's a villain. He's only appeared in two specific media types which was media types, movies slash shows, Ant-Man 3 and Loki season 2, okay? So, oh, and season 1, obviously, the Loki show. When you go with everything of what's been going on with The Flash, they spent over $200 million into that movie for The Flash to come out, and it has been delayed numerous times. Whether you blame the pandemic, whether you blame the strike, whether you blame the reshoots, the the, the situations of what Ezra Miller, doesn't matter. They re, they delayed over and over for the Flash movie because it was supposed to come out years ago or last year or the year before. It doesn't matter. It was supposed to come out before. And you need to understand that when you are a multi-billion dollar studio and you are trying to release a movie when your own star is the main subject of whatever crime he's committed, whatever mental illness, whatever controversy, whatever the hell he did, it poses a huge problem. You can't just take the movie that you've poured in so much money into it 
that you've invested so much money into it and then put it on the shelf and then write it as a tax off. It doesn't work like that. Granted, there are some movies that has been gone on the shelf. Batgirl is one of them. Wiley Coyote with John Cena is another. I don't know what the hell happened with that, but that's another. But you can't take the Flash movie and then put it on the shelf. When they realized that Ezra Miller was the was a huge controversial figure and he was a nightmare to deal with, of course they wanted to get rid of him. Of course they wanted to fire him right away. But they couldn't fire him publicly while before the movie was about to come out. And apparently, I don't know how much of this is true, but I did hear on a YouTube channel called Comic Book Cast 2. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but Comic Book Cast 2. And he said that the reason why Warner Brothers couldn't fire Ezra Miller because he was going through mental treatment or treatment for his mental illness. Which in a way makes sense. Because it's illegal for Hollywood to fire and let go of their stars when on paper they're going through treatment. When they're seeking help. When they're going through the process and they're going through the procedure of going in, getting rehabbed, and everything else of what's been going on. Now, once again, I don't know how much of that is true or not. I don't know if that's a lie or not. I honestly don't know. But let's take it for face value. Let's take it as merit. If that is the case, then on le- not on legally, on public, in the public eye, they couldn't fire him, but I'm pretty sure... They let him go behind the scenes. I'm pretty sure they did. You don't hear anything of any updates when it comes to Ezra Miller right now. You don't hear anything from James Gunn or Peter Safran saying, oh, we're going to bring him back. He's going to be recasted or he's going to be, you know, he's going to come back in another movie. You don't hear that. And there's really no reason for them to even acknowledge that. They could literally sweep him under the rug and never have to deal with him again. DC is not dealing with him. Harry Potter, the friend, the Fantastic, Be- Fran- Fantastic Beast franchise, is not dealing with him. So, what more do you want here? I will be baffled if Peter Safran and James Gunn actually brings him back to become one of their upcoming movies for their upcoming franchises and whatnot. I will be baffled. But common sense says that they're not doing that. So I understand your frustration in terms of why Warner Brothers didn't fire Ezra Miller the same way Disney fired Jonathan Majors. But you need to understand different circumstances and different situations. There are certain studios that has to handle it differently. Not everyone can be the same. I said this many, many times. There really is no such thing as equality when it comes to Hollywood. Everyone Everyone is going to be treated differently when it comes to social status, when it comes to pay structure, when it comes to, you know, social media, when it comes to the eyes of the law, when it comes to whatever, whatever you want. There is no such thing as equality. It should be equal. It should be. I'm not saying that there shouldn't. There should be equal. We should treat one thing the same over another, but we don't. And that's the problem. It's why we get an uproar from fans like me and fans like you and fans like everybody else. It's why we have this problem. And yet, we go around 
And certain people would come to me and go, okay, Garcia, we hear you. We hear your explanation. Fine. What about Amber Heard? Let's talk about Amber Heard. Holy shit. If you remember a couple of months ago, and I don't remember if I actually spoke about this on the podcast. What's his name? Elon Musk comes out of nowhere. And his wrath and all of his glory and everything with all of his monies and his Teslas and whatever sent a scathing letter. A scathing letter to Warner Brothers because apparently Elon Musk and Amber Heard dated. And he sent a letter to them saying something along the line. I don't know what the letter says, but it's something along the lines of, if you terminate Amber Heard, you will feel my wrath or you will feel our wrath or whatever he said in that letter with him and his lawyers and his billions of dollars and all that bullshit. And it was enough... And it was enough for them to not only fire her, again, in the eyes of the public, but decided to cut out some scenes. Because Aquaman 2 is coming out tonight and tomorrow. Obviously this weekend. It was enough for them to cut out the scenes, but not fire her completely in the eyes of the public. Even though the verdict came out against Jonathan, uh, uh, excuse me, Johnny Depp last year. With the settlement thing. But yet it was Johnny Depp that won. Let's be honest. He won. What could Warner Brothers do? And the fact that. Elon Musk had to go to them. And go this scathing letter. Against Warner Brothers. For them to slightly back off. I don't know what hold. Elon Musk has over them. There's something going on there. Maybe he owns a piece of Warner Brothers. Maybe he knows something about the head-ups where nobody else should ever know. Maybe there's some kind of political stuff and there's some kind of, you know, what's, what's the word? Not, oh my goodness, what is the word? Uh, blackmail. Maybe there's some blackmail going on. Maybe he has something over them. Maybe he funds a lot of their projects and they're indebted to him. Maybe he's an investor. Maybe he's a sponsor. In a lot of Warner Brothers stuff. When it comes to media and entertainment and merchandise and promotions and things like that. Again, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We can only speculate. And I'm speculating the shit out of this. But there has to be a reason for them to not fire Amber Heard right away. Now granted, the movie has been, the Aquaman 2 movie, has been in production for quite some time. By the time that everything was coming out. Because apparently Jason Momoa was not working very well with Amber Heard at all. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. So when you see this movie, you're probably going to get at least a good few, maybe five to ten minutes of Amber Heard as Mira. And then that's it. But again, this brings back to my point. Whatever... Elon Musk has over them is enough to turn around and be like, all right, you know what? We won't fire her, quote unquote, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) But we'll cut out a lot of her scenes because we have to follow protocol for our company and what's best for us. Again, this is all speculation. This is all speculation. But this brings back to my point. Where do we go from here? We circle back to Jonathan Majors. Marvel clearly fired him. Okay. 
Now the question begets, do we recast Kang or do we get rid of Kang completely and do we go out with Dr. Doom or another bad guy, another big bad guy, someone worse than Thanos? It's hard to say. I know Marvel took out the Kang Dynasty name and put it as Avengers 5. It's not going to stay as Avengers 5. I guarantee it's not going to stay as Avengers 5. They have to have a sub name. Every other Avengers movie, with the exception of number one, obviously the first one, has had a sub name. Age of Ultron. That's the second. Infinity War, number three. Endgame, number four. They have to have a sub-name to keep true tradition for Avengers. They have to. Maybe it could be called the Scarlet Witch Dynasty, although I highly doubt it because we've already dealt with that. The Doom Dynasty, if they're all going on with Doctor Doom, who the hell knows? But then what happens? Is Kang going to get recast or are they going to go with the new bad guy? There was already speculation that they were going to go ahead and get rid of Kang completely because in the Loki Season 2 show, they said for the TVA to hunt down all the Kang variants. You could literally end the storyline from Kang right there. Not to mention with how Ant-Man 3 handled Kang, they were not doing a good job at all. They completely shitted on the character. So where do you go from here? Again, <laughs> I'm tired of answering or asking this question over and over. Where the hell do you go from here? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's hard to say if they're going to go ahead and just re-literally scrap the entire idea from the Kang storyline and go about with a different person with a different path. With all of the years of investing in terms of the storytelling and the writing and everything else. However, however, they are taking a year off from releasing any movies. Yeah, they have a few shows coming out, but only one movie, obviously, with Deadpool 3. Maybe they can use Deadpool 3 to reset the entire timeline. Literally reset the majority of the timeline. And go ahead with a new bad guy. Maybe the new bad guy is going to be happening in Deadpool 3 and they anticipated that and therefore is going to ensure that we don't have to deal with Kang anymore. God, what, a, what an interesting way that Kang goes out. What a, what a, oh my goodness. What, I don't know. It's a disservice to the character, I get it, but I never really took him seriously, did you? Have you? Have any of you? I doubt it. I didn't. But it also goes back to, if they are keeping Kang, why get rid of the Kang Dynasty? The name itself. Are they going with the new bad guy? I know Marvel and Disney is going to be coming up with this soon, or they're going to make an announcement in terms of what happens next, but I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear what you guys think. And I would love to hear it. I really would. But aside from all of that, Aquaman 2 will be coming out, is coming out today, tonight, and tomorrow, and the weekend, obviously. And uh, I'm going to try to enjoy it. I'm going to try to have a good time with it. Jason Momoa is very likable, obviously. And 
a lot of it is going to focus on the brother dynamic between him and, you know, Orn, his brother. So a lot of it is going to be focused on that. There's going to be a lot of comedy. And I I trust James Wan. I think he's doing the right thing or he's trying to do the right thing as best he can. He can only do so much. He really can. I think after this, he said that he was going to focus on horror movies, which, hey, you do you, brother. You do you. But me and my girlfriend are going to watch it, and we're going to have a good time. Will I think it's going to surpass $500 million at the global box office? Honestly, I'm going to have to say no. I think it's going to surpass $300 million. Give it after a couple of weekends, maybe word of mouth and saying that it's not so bad. You know, I would say $300 million. $300 million is a nice ballpark for the movie to do well. Decent. Decent. But, you know, it is what it is. Aside from any other news that's been happening so far, I know last week the gaming awards happened and a lot of people were pissed off that the Spider-Man 2 game did not win all, all of the major, any of the major awards, but got nominated like seven different times. Listen, guys, I'm not a hardcore gamer like my girlfriend, and I've been hearing all the complaints and I've been hearing a lot of the bullshit. Just enjoy what you love. If you love the game, just enjoy it, okay? The reality is... Spider-Man 2 was definitely going to have hard competition, especially against Boulder's Gate and a few other games that have been coming out. I don't know what they were, but listen, just, it is what it is. I understand you're passionately pissed off, I get it, but it is what it is. You know, I really don't have much to say about it, but I'm going to play the game after I move. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to have a good time with it, and, you know... Again, it is what it is. There's really nothing much to say about it. I can't wait to play it, and I can't wait to beat it, and I'm going to have a blast with it. The Arkham series is going to be a part of the new DCU, but not the Penguin or the Batman. In a way, that makes sense. James Gunn said it from the very beginning that Matt Reeves wants to focus on the Batman and make it its own thing. The Penguin making it its own thing and not part of the DCU. I respect that. I really do. I can't wait for the Batman 2. I, I believe 2025 is going to be the year of superheroes. Next year, 2024, might be the year of Sony. With Madam Web and Craven and Venom 3, it might be the year of Sony next year. Yeah, the movies might not do very well, but... I said it before. The Sony movies are now my guilty pleasures. I know I, I harpered hard against Mobius, but Mobius, Morbius... But, hey, and you know what? I'm going to enjoy them, and I think you should too. If you expect the movie to already be bad, but you're still going to spend maybe your hard-earned money to either wait for it to come out on video on demand or wherever you stream it, and then you're going to do whatever you can to like enjoy it, you might as well enjoy it. Go to the movie theater, have some popcorn, you know, just enjoy the movie. If anything... If there's going to be no other person around you in the theater, there's no heckling. There's no people with their flashlights. You know, those movie theater experiences where you actually go and see a movie and you're completely by yourself with your partner. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> Don't do illegal things in the theater. You, you've heard it from me. Don't do illegal things. Don't do the hanky, panky, kanky, kanky in the movie theater. Don't do it. 
<laughs> Aside from everything else, last thing I want to talk about, the new Echo trailer. Five episodes is going to be released on January 9th. I've seen the new Echo trailer, and uh, listen, I'm going to take it for what it is. I'm going to enjoy it for Daredevil. I'm going to enjoy it for Kingpin. And hopefully, hopefully, the show becomes decent. I don't have my hopes high anymore. I really don't. I'm just going to enjoy it. And then I'll critique it, and I'll criticize it as the time gets closer and after the whole five episodes conclude. And then we can talk on what was good with it, what was not, what can they do better, blah, blah, blah. But 2024 is upon us, and let's look forward to something spectacular. And that's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, I am on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you get and consume your audio podcast. Do me a favor, drop that subscribe button, drop that like button, that follow button, whatever you guys can. Five stars, ten stars, whatever the case may be, it helps me and it helps this pesky algorithm and we can go forward and doing whatever we want to do 2024 is upon us next week is the final week of december which means not only are we going to do the aquaman 2 review spoiler free spoiler filled i don't know i don't care it is what it is we're going to have fun but we're also going to do the top 10 comic book movies of the year from best to worst i was thinking which one to start off but from best to worst sounds easier because let me tell you, there's only a couple of movies that are going to be going back and forth and I'm still trying to figure out what is worst of all of the worst. Ho oh, ho. I would love to hear a poll. I, You know what? I'll help you guys decide. There you go. I'll put a poll on X on slash Twitter and I'll put a poll. Which was the worst movie? And I'm going to help you guys decide. And maybe you can let me know in the comments. Maybe this can help me to look at it from your perspective. So I leave you with the question, which was worst of 2023? The Marvels or Ant-Man 3 Quantumania? You decide. You let me know in the comments on Twitter slash X. You let me know and I'll take it into strong consideration. Have a wonderful Christmas this weekend, guys. If you're celebrating Christmas early, have a wonderful holiday. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to each and every single one of you. This year has been spectacular. Let's continue to enjoy it and let's ride this motherfucker all the way to 2024 and beyond. New year, new stuff to go through. Let's get down to it. That's all I gotta say about that. And as remember, when it comes to comic book movies, games, shows, whatever the case may be, always remember if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Merry Christmas. Peace out.